This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Are Minnesotans ruder or more polite than Americans on average? 651-641-1071. That's the question we're asking this segment of the Colleen and Bradley Show, kicking off the second hour today, Tuesday. It's only Tuesday. It feels like we've already had a month. Um, Holly, the reason we're asking this question today is because, well, it's another one of them studies. You know, people are like, you got nothing better to do. You're just sitting around all the time answering these questions. And so they asked people um, if they felt like the people in their state were ruder, more polite, or, you know, just about the same as everybody else. And I found it relatively interesting, actually, the answers. They're not broken up by state, but they are broken up by region, and we can talk about that in a moment. I just have a feeling that Minnesotans might, I don't know, I could be totally wrong, and I have been regularly. I feel like Minnesotans think that we're probably more polite I don't know that that's true, Mm. but I feel like that might be the sense. So you're saying perhaps that there's a perception of Minnesota nice. Mm. That whole idea that people here are really polite Mm -hmm. and that maybe that's a myth Mm -hmm. because we're humans. Mm -hmm. Exactly. (laughs) Politeness sometimes can be aspirational. And also what one person thinks is polite is not necessarily what another person perceives as polite. Oh, yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Like when I first moved here from uh, the South, which previously I had lived in the Midwest, but then moved to the South and then came back to the Midwest. And I will tell you that there is a noticeable difference in the way strangers interact with one another in the South than when they do here in the Midwest. Oh, sure. Maybe that there's a more forward-facing affability, perhaps, like darling honeys and all sorts of those kinds of things that we think about in the South. Yes. Whereas perhaps in a place like Minnesota, uh, people don't necessarily feel the need Mm. to have that kind of greeting. But then there's also the Minnesota goodbye, where people are like saying goodbye for 30 minutes. Yeah, I do that every day with you, Holly. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I gotta go. But another thing. uh, 651-641-1071. And I will tell you, here's what people said on average in the Midwest. Are people more polite about the same or more rude? I think it's just ruder, but anyway, whatever. Um, What's your gut tell you, Holly? What would people in the Midwest say? Now, that's a big umbrella, right, Midwest? But on average, what do you think people in the Midwest said? That Uh, The people in their state are more polite, about the same, or more rude? I would say about the same or more polite. So being... (laughs) Oh, really? All right. Yeah, people probably being in that survey being like, well, we're probably average because we don't want to be better than everyone else. But it's that Minnesota thing where deep down inside, Minnesota is superior to so many places. But it would be rude 
to admit that publicly. Exactly, which is why 49% of the people in the Midwest said that they think that people in their state are about the same as everybody else in the United States. And uh, the second uh, highest response was more polite. 27%, so nearly a third of people in the Midwest thought that uh, they were more polite, which I will tell you is only outdone by the South. So every region thinks that everybody's about the same. But in the South, more than 30% at 32% of people think they're more polite. 27% of Midwesterners and only 16% of those in the Northeast thought they were more polite. 25% in the West. All those statistics are not surprising about people's uh, self-reflection on Mm. their politeness. Mm -hmm. I don't find that to be surprising at all. I would say here that sometimes people are polite to a fault, meaning that you receive people's politeness, but it actually is not polite. It gets in the way. For example, I live on a busy street. Oh, God. (laughs) I I know exactly where you're going, and I hate this behavior. (laughs) And sometimes I have to to park my car across the street from my place on this busy street. And so, you know, you cross the street, you look both ways, you do things. Sometimes cars stop to let you pass. And it's like, no, honey, you got to go. You have the right of way. Now you're messing up traffic, and now you're and then causing you have a to big do that kerfuffle. Weird, like, do I go? Do I not go? Do I go? Do I not go? And I don't want to get hit, but uh, uh, you know. And then people behind them are, you know, hitting rear ends. Yeah, and are yeah because you're not supposed to be stopping, but you're stopping because you want to be polite. But actually, the polite thing to do is to keep going because then you're following the rules, and everyone understands the expectation that you're going. I, in fact, am probably you know I have to get to my vehicle. Like, don't mind me. I'm watching for yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. You know. Um, all right. I do believe we've got some people on the phone. Yes, Grant? we've got Rebecca on the phone here. And I have to, I love that you said that, Holly. I'm before we but I thank you because every time I don't stop, I get yelled at by my no, girlfriend. No, no, no. And I'm like, no, if I stop and someone gets into an accident, it's my fault. Yeah. yeah. So let's keep moving. Sorry, exactly. Guys. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Just keep moving with the flow of traffic. Grant, remind me again who's on the line. Rebecca is on Rebecca's the line. Rebecca's on the line. Okay, Rebecca, do you think people in Minnesota tend to be more rude or more polite than most Americans? Truthfully, I think it is more of a generational thing. Oh, tell me more. Because, like, okay, so I work at Walmart, I'll be brutally honest, and I'll have, like, seniors, like, people who are 50-plus even come through who are the absolute sweetest people. Yeah. And then I'll have people who are, like, in their 30s, and I don't know what generation that would be, millennials? Yeah. Probably millennials, yeah. Yeah. Okay, which is my generation, too. Yeah. And they'll be... They'll be kind of nice, but then we have the Gen Zers who are just ruder than rude and will start any kind of fight they, they can get their hands on. Wow. Hmm. Okay, so you think... And, yeah. So you think it's more generational? It is generational to me, and also based on how you were raised. I mean, I was born in 94. I grew up with my grandparents and my mom, and I was raised on manners. I am 26 years old now, and I still ask my grandma, is it okay if I have a soda? Oh, when I go and visit and she's like, you're, you're a grown up. I don't care. And I'm like, I, I check cause it's how I was raised. I love that. Thanks for sharing. <laughs> Thanks for answering the question. Again, to remind those of you just joining us, do you think people in Minnesota tend to be more rude or more polite than most Americans? Grant, who else is on the phone? We've got Mary from South Carolina on the phone. Mary from Hello. South Carolina. What do you think? Yes, I'm your, your follower from that lived in Minnesota for many years. Mm-hmm. Moved down here, 
And the first time my 20-something-year-old kids came down to visit, they were like, people are so nice down here. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely pleasant. And I said, well, what's the difference? Because I'd lived down here about three years at that time. Mm -hmm. And he says, well, Minnesota, it's fake nice. (laughs) (laughs) I've heard that before. Yeah. Not unheard of. That's what he calls it. But yes, I have picked up the honey... Sweetie, hey, thanks, sweetie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, I want to ask you a question. Then is that rude to say? Like when I, I feel now when I say like if I call someone sweetie or honey, <laughs> I honestly feel like that is a rude thing to do. Like I don't know. I just don't think you should be. Is that am I out of my mind thinking that way? Maybe in Minnesota it's that way, but down here it's expected. Yeah. And the other thing that is funny is, and I'm sure Bradley would confer. But bless your heart mm-hmm. doesn't that's, mean bless your heart. That's oh, not no. a compliment. No, blankety no. blank, blank, blank. No, exactly. <laughs> hey, Mary, thank you so much for that. Thanks, Mary. Um, yeah, I could talk for days about that. Like, again, just because people sound nice doesn't mean they're actually being nice. Right. Or- which is why, like, <laughs> one person's politeness is another person's backhanded you know, shade. Right, exactly. I, You know, bless your heart being a southern colloquialism, which is basically like kiss off. Well, uh, it or, usually or, it, it usually refers to like, oh, I mean, it's patronizing. It, patronizing, and condescending, yes. Right. Like, oh, uh, bless her. Heart. Oh, that's yes. she thinks that, yeah. she, that that hair looks good. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's exactly yeah. right. I think of the Minnesota equivalent to bless your heart <laughs> is when somebody says something is interesting. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Ah, perfect. Well or, done. or as my grandmother used to always do, and she was from Wisconsin, you could be right, <laughs> which meant you're wrong, and I'm right, but I'm not going to tell you that because that would be rude. Oh, that one is awesome. You, you could be right. No. You could be right. Grandma. You're not. Okay. Um, do we have one more quickly, Grant? Yeah, Jessica. Let's get to Jessica real quick. All right, Jessica, you're our last word. Do you think people in Minnesota tend to be more rude or more polite than most Americans? Hi. I I think they're about the same. Yeah, but I think people here are more fake. Oh. Like the woman just said. Okay, I agree with her. So, give me like, is there an example that comes to mind? I just feel like people in general are really friendly and nice, but it's not always genuine. Hmm. I don't know, and I've heard a lot of people say that that move here from other states. They say, "What is this Minnesota nice?" thing because i don't see it yeah it's i guess i just prefer people to be real and it's like show me who you really are don't be fake and they'll be nice to your face even if they don't like you not that they should be mean Hmm. or rude yeah but i grew up here and that's just kind of always how i felt (laughs) yeah no i mean Mm -hmm. and you're not alone in thinking that thanks for sharing thanks jessica Um, when uh, we come back here on the Colleen and Bradley Show and Trust, we could do this show for an entire hour. Um, it's just interesting to me to see how people interpret, you know, what's mean, what's rude, what's polite, what's fake. Um, I think we have something that's kind of rude in the next segment. Yeah. Mm, well, okay. It's called Zach Efron's beard, and we need to talk about it. And it's not the beard you're thinking.
But we'll talk about it when we come back right here on My Talk 1071. Welcome back to the Colleen and Bradley show here on this beautiful Tuesday. I don't know if it's beautiful outside. Grant, you have a window. What's it look like out there? It looks nice. Sunny oh, and currently. Sun? Yeah, it's sunny out. And I, what did I say earlier? It's 33 degrees and sunny right now. Yay! Now that is beautiful. So uh, good afternoon and welcome. Speaking of beautiful, I'm Bradley Trainer. That's Holly Roberts. <laughs> no, I don't mean us. I mean the topic of our next segment is beautiful. Of course, I'm well. talking about Zac Efron, but wait a minute, there's more. Um, We need to talk about Zac Efron's beard, you guys. And I know, I know. You listen to this show, and when you hear a word like beard, you think of an actress pretending to be in love with an actor, because that's what happens in Hollywood, and we call that person a beard. Mm -hmm. No, I mean Zac Efron's actual facial hair. But also his other beard, that is his publicationship, the woman he is allegedly in a relationship with. It's a long story, <laughs> but we'll tell it. Holly, Bradley. I found this picture, um, and actually Colleen was going to share the story of Zac Efron and Vanessa Valadares, that's the girl he's allegedly dating <laughs> um, in Australia. And, um, you know, they're holding hand in hand, or they're uh, holding hands as they come back from the beach, I think in Sydney. Aww. And so, you know, people are like, oh, their relationship's not over. They're still hanging out. They're still, you know, bebopping around. But we know in Hollywood, nothing is real and everyone smokes, right? right? Just because they are holding hands and paparazzi, uh, you know, get glimpses of these two, doesn't mean there's true love. Mm-mm. But I didn't even want to talk about that today because, you know, good luck to them. Good luck to them. Yeah. However, I'm here to talk about his actual beard because in these photos of Zac Efron and Vanessa Valadares walking uh, to the beach in Sydney, um, something ain't right with his facial hair. Could you please look at it and describe it to the audience? Oh, Bradley, thanks for <laughs> making me do this. Well, you know, the first thing that came to mind when I looked at Zac Efron's beard in these photographs was like, hmm. Somebody's doing C. Everett Coop Cheek, former Surgeon General of yeah. the United States during the Reagan administration. <laughs> C. Everett Coop. Yeah, way to go on the deep dive. Now everybody's got to Google C. Everett Coop. Well, you should, and you can thank me later on that one. But I would also say, like, um, 80s. Just, just for men. He's just fermenting his beard. Yeah, it's very just for men. It looks like he's drawing it on, or also that he's an extra in a, like, he's playing like a. Uh, I don't know, like a military leader from like an '80s movie, like or not a not a military leader, maybe like a guerrilla uh, fighter from an '80s, like a bad '80s movie, right? Uh, yes, because he's yes. got like the big like um, what do you call those hats? Trucker hat, mm-hmm. aviator it's, sunglasses, yes. And like the painted on beard and goatee situation. Sure. It's like he's the villain in the movie Cobra starring Sylvester Stallone. (laughs) And also, please look closely at how bizarrely manicured the front is. Yeah. Like there's the little like. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. 
Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Chaplin the soul. goatee thing? The soul patch. <laughs> but look underneath it. Yeah, it's thick there. He's got, you can tell it doesn't grow all the way up to the ears well. Yeah. What I'm wor- I think that he did this big chin strap look because maybe he can't connect that, you know, the trucker stash, as they yeah. say, those those li- that go around your lips down to the beard. Because why would well, his beard get rid of that? His beard and mustache don't connect. Yeah. The soul patch and the beard don't connect. Well, and this then- is all part of his mullet experience, remember? Oh, it's so weird. It's you guys. so weird, but it's also in its weirdness is partially because it's so calculated. And well, then you have to ask yourself, you. what kind of person would make this aesthetic choice? Thank you. That is that is that is my judgment, and my judgment for the day is this: anybody who spends that much time handcrafting their face, lo- the facial hair lines, the beard lines, as they may that, say, that I don't trust that person. I feel like there's a, there's a hot mess of lies behind that beard i i don't I've, i'm with you when you get that pencil the guys that take the time to do the pencil style beards that yeah. are very thin and you measure that out and calculate that there, there is something going on in your head if you've got the time to calculate the angles and the yeah i agree with you when i see that i'm like there's too much time wasted on that way too much time yeah, yeah. and you know i maybe have wasted too much of our listeners time talking about it if there's anything worse than the thing itself, it's the talking about the thing. <laughs> I get it. But what else I can are we going to talk self-reflective. But what else do you want to talk about? Thank you. Um, politics? No. no. Um, but also, can we talk about this picture of Zac Efron and Vanessa Valadares um, at the beach in Sydney, wherein he's also wearing a ring, not a wedding ring, because that would be on the other hand. So it's on his right hand, but it's the ring finger of his right hand. Is there any significance to wearing a band on that finger? Um, I don't think so. Other than the fact that he might like jewelry, he also might be one of the planeteers with Captain Planet. Because <laughs> they wear big old rings. Again, thanks for the reference. See Everett Coop and Planeteers. Sometimes I just like to delight with the treats. No, that I, I, I appreciate this it. This is how I that- suffer in my pop culture references i love it it was a, it was where, yeah. where where your mind goes with mean, it yeah meaning that i don't think that there's any significance about the jewelry the ring yeah. that zach efron is wearing other than the fact that he probably it just might be a nice a nice ring <sighs> he is like the man of many looks i will say that i don't think that our uh our poor zach has found himself truly yet he's i think he's truly the lawn cheney <laughs> okay okay come on now i allowed to man of the lawn cheney faces. is too far <laughs> When we come back, Lord and Lady D-Bag and Holly, you might be on that list today. No, you're not. You're not. But we'll be right back with our celebrities behaving badly right here on My Talk 1071. Welcome back to the Colleen and Bradley Show here on My Talk 1071. We're streaming live and doing everything D-Bag right here on MyTalk1071.com. I'm Bradley Trainer along with Holly Roberts and Grant today. Colleen will be back tomorrow. It is time to crown the uh, celebrities behaving badly. We call them Lord and Lady D-Bag. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. 
pew. Um, Holly. Well, yeah. I have a tea bag for you. Oh, great. Do you remember that um, that uh, celebrity uh, mega church called Hillsong? Well, how could I forget? Well, um, one of the leader's wives, or I mean, the leader, one of the leaders. A guy who was a leader who also has a wife. It's not. I'm not saying he has a bunch of wives because that's a different religion. Mm-hmm. Um, she said some things in a book that she wrote recently that just I had to give her crazy stupid or d bag status today. Wonderful. So we're talking about Hillsong. Hillsong, of course, most recently known for former leader Carl Lentz's unceremonious departure after uh, affair rumors. Uh, allegations made uh, were made public. That's why it was in the news, and specifically because he was also uh, a spiritual guide of sorts for Justin Bieber. So that brought the the, um, the story in headlines. Yeah, the celebrity angle. Well, um, other pastors have now been leaving Hillsong. Some are coming forward with some abuse allegations, according to reports. Um, however, the co-founder of Hillsong is a guy named. Or actually, I think it's this is his wife's name, Bobby Houston. Yes. Um, and Bobby Houston wrote a book in 2003 called Kingdom Women Love Sex. Um, <sighs> Kingdom Women Love Sex. I, I, so I think it's kind of like a sexy religious book, you know, for like, we're religious, but we still like sex, right? Mm-hmm. So that sounds like a, not a bad thing. It's okay. a sex advice guide of sorts which again okay great right yeah except she said something and she said a lot of controversial things but this three cd box set um included a conversation about maybe gaining some weight uh and how to achieve the ideal weight and fitness for your partner okay And I'm going to read you this quote. Oh, wonderful. Okay. We're listening. If I carry weight, I feel like a her. How are you going to do anything to surprise your man when you need a hydraulic crane just to turn over in bed? What? What? But, But wait, there's more. Remember I said, if I carry weight, meaning if I'm overweight, I feel like a her. She feels like a her. And I can't say her. It's actually for her because it's two syllables. Mm-hmm. And it's a word we don't use anymore, uh, mm-hmm. which uh, implies a um, mental um, um, condition. Or uh, a... I, I see where you're going. So so Ugh. in 2003, she used that word. If I feel if I carry weight, I feel like a for her. Okay. How are you going to do anything to surprise your man when you need a hydraulic crane just to turn over in bed. Oh, like again, oh. this is not this is not Amy Schumer uh, doing a stand-up routine, which we can say that joke didn't age well. No, this is alledegedly a religious figure who's giving advice to the flock. Well, it's not even allegedly, right? Because this is published. So oh, this yeah. is this is put out yeah. there. Oh yeah, for your purchase, you can for, buy that three yeah. CD box set. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay, is there more? Um, no, I mean, I could go on. She talks about how you need to be, um, personal hygiene is important. You need to get your teeth fixed because a good mouth is desirable. Uh huh. <laughs> Not like you need healthy teeth so that you can eat. 
for good health. We need to be good at sex ourselves so that if the world happens to come knocking, we can tell the story of God in our lives. What? what? Oh, all right. Let's let's break Does, that down. What? I th- okay. So, <laughs> what's her name? Bobby. 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 Bobby, Bobby Houston. Houston. I think she's Australian. Bobby Houston. Bobby Houston. All right. So what I'm reading? Heiston. It'd be Heiston. Heiston. Bobby. Bobby. Booby Heiston. <laughs> or Houston if you I live in know. New York City. Yeah. Anyways, Bobby, honey. What I'm hearing from her advice is essentially, ladies, if you're married to a guy, you got to stay in tip top shape because one of your responsibilities is to sexually please your husband. And when the world comes knocking, which might be another lady who is knocking with her knockers, trying to get your husband's (laughs) attention with her knockers, you got to be. In tip-top shape, because it's your responsibility to please your man. Forget about actually pleasing yourself or being an individual who has preferences and choices. No, you basically have to be a sex bot because you got to do it for God. Yeah, also just the notion that like you don't need good teeth to chew. You need good teeth because a good mouth is sexually appealing. Oh, what? what? I feel like she got some bad advice. You think? And she's just sharing that bad advice. You know, like your friend who, I don't know, took some sort of weird course and then is like busy proselytizing to the world to try to get the value back from the $495 she spent going to some weird Saturday convention center um, experience <laughs> with a guru. Yeah. 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 That's exactly what that sounds like. Yeah. That's exactly. You were totally right. Booby Heiston. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So I'm going to go get my teeth fixed while you tell me who your D bag is. Holly. Oh, thanks Bradley. All right. Look out for your oral hygiene while I tell you my lady D bag of the day. <laughs> it's Madonna. Madonna. Oh, no. no. What did she Madonna. do now? You know, we haven't really talked about Madonna in a couple of months. Uh, We've been talking about Madonna on the Colleen and Bradley show in the context of her Instagram posts. Some of them are more troubling than others. Um, And some of the choices that she's been making during the time of COVID-19. Well, I've got a beef with some of the choices that she's been making during the pandemic. Okay. Um, She has visited five countries in three weeks, Bradley. Uh, What? Yes, Madonna. What? Madonna. During the time of COVID nineteen, mm. has visited five countries. How could she in do three that? weeks? Well, she got on a plane, and she decided to fly to different places. Now her itinerary. <laughs> thank you. Please make sure your tray tables are in their upright position while we talk about this d bag. Madonna's three week trip. So she started on Christmas Eve and she flew from LA to London. Okay. Then on December 28th, she flew from London to Egypt. Now, Bradley, I want you to maybe, uh, you, you're a alert. You read the news. I do read news. Okay. You read news. Most days I try to avoid it now, but yeah. But concerning this story, why would it be alarming that Madonna went from L.A. to London. What is happening in those two places right now? Well, specifically, L.A. is a hot spot um, for the coronavirus. Right. Um, The U.K. even more so because of uh, 
um, some variant, a variant of uh, COVID-19 right. has has led to a spike in cases. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. You read the news. Glad to know. So then she went on from London to Egypt, Egypt to Malawi, and Malawi to Kenya. So that's been Madonna's itinerary for the past three weeks. And... Now, does she say why she went to these places? Also, I want I'm curious if she went like by private jet. Well, one is assuming that she went by private jet. I, I don't have You don't see her in coach, do yeah, you? Yeah, no, she's not going to be eating the peanuts like the rest of us in oh the my back. God. Can you imagine? Oh god, what I wouldn't give to sit next to Madonna on a Delta flight. <laughs> Middle and seat. Just observe. Coach. Yeah. yeah. Like the rest of us. Well, she's down in uh, Malawi working with her charity. Uh, She has strong charitable ties to that country, and she's been showing some projects and some other things. But, you know, one of the things that you see pictures of Madonna down in Malawi working with her charitable organization, everybody's wearing masks, but Madonna. Uh, Yeah, that's not a good look. That's not a good look. Now, Madonna... Allegedly, she said that she has had COVID-19 and she has, quote unquote, antibodies. But the optics alone of you going down halfway across the world and you can't even be bothered to put on a mask around people. Yeah, just really grinds we should. Gears. You know, it's uh, which I totally understand. And yeah. it, it brings up this thing that we see a lot, which is it's not that that like I think we mostly all realize that everyone has different amounts of privilege in this world, some yes. more than others, obviously. Right. It's that you wouldn't think to yourself, maybe I'm going to present how I'm moving through the world a little bit more carefully thoughtfully yes out of respect mm-hmm. for all of the people who um a either don't have the privileges i have or who are struggling or um you know are affected in a way that i'm not right right you know, right and madonna is working you know she has long relationships with these organizations and and doing the work but then it then i guess i suppose the question is well why are you choosing to do these very specific optics yeah. with your charity at this moment in time. Mm-hmm. Because then it seems that it's just serving this egoic narrative that you have about yourself. And I mean, well, we're talking about Madonna. She's got a hefty load of that. But I don't understand what point it serves. And so I just like Madonna, you know, celebrate the good that you are doing around the world. But does it have to be... I feel like, well, also, I just feel like maybe you don't walk into a crowd of people who, um, like, it it just seems like you're bringing the problem with you. Yeah. No matter, even if she says she has antibodies, first of all, that's a problematic thing. Also, even if you um, have the antibodies, my understanding is you can still pass along the virus. So, like, there's just too much unknown because you see people sort of like excusing behavior that I don't think they're entirely familiar with, uh, you know, the actual science behind, which none of us are incredibly intelligent when it comes to this virus, because very few of us actually know um, much, right? Because it's so new. So like, just why would you take the risk of walking into a group of strangers without a mask on? I know people do, 
but we're talking about celebrities specifically in <laughs> and this I'm segment. talking about Madonna. <laughs> we're talking about specifically Madonna. Specifically doing this. Well, the whole narrative of this is that Madonna is doing works of good. I kind of feel like the work she's doing, though, if it requires a private jet to do. Yeah. Like, does she need to do it? Well, thank you. Because, like, I feel like maybe she could just, like, pick up the phone or write a check or something. Well, see, that's the thing where if you have a lot of clout and a lot of heft, you could be making phone calls, making sure your organizations are getting the resources, the financing, the support that they need. And you don't have to put it on display on your Instagram account. Exactly. Uh, When we come back, thank you, Holly, for... Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson... Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. For um, that Madonna not surprising story, uh, we need to talk about Army Hammer because the rumor yesterday was that he's a cannibal. <laughs> And Holly has some more proof that perhaps he, in fact, is a people eater. We'll get right to that story when we come back on My Talk 1071. Good afternoon and welcome to the Colleen and Bradley show here on My Talk 1071. I'm Bradley. That's Holly along with Grant. And we need to talk about Army Hannibal Lecter. What? Army Hammer is a cannibal? really or at least we don't think so you don't know but we don't know for sure because this story (laughs) was brought to us yesterday colleen brought us a story that there were a series of dms direct messages that were uh, leaked over the weekend alleging that army hammer wanted to mm, drink somebody's blood so he's a cannibal and a vampire and a vampire allegedly supposedly yeah you can be both things apparently it's 2021 um, but we couldn't find the screenshots uh, of those messages, and there was a lot of kerfuffle about them. But the story about that, so um, the DM is called uh, House of Effie. The woman was running this web or this uh, Instagram account called House of Effie. And so the woman shared the picture that she is claimed to receive of Army Hammer. Now, she, this story gets really complicated because as of last night, she was saying, the person who runs House of Effie was saying, oh, no, I was just joking, ha, 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 like these weren't real. But now she's claiming, no, no, I w- that was a message that was being manipulated by alleged charmies, charmies being Army Hammer super fans that lurk on the Internet. 
because Charmies? because that's a thing. That's a thing. Also, I believe they're called bots <laughs> because I I question who's an Army Hammer super fan who's willing yeah. to go and defend his honor on the internet. Like I know, like there there's somebody for everybody, but Charmies, Charmies. So House of Effie is claiming that her denial of the veracity of these direct messages was manipulated in Photoshop by Charmies because this person is now showing a photograph that she claims to have received of Army Hammer showing his tattooed hand. Now, this image shared shows a male hand splayed out across a script on a wooden table and purports to have been sent from Army Hammer's Instagram account. Now, Army Hammer has a similar looking tattoo on his finger. He had the initials of his ex-wife, Elizabeth Chambers inked on his wedding ring finger. So people are looking at this photo and being like, honey, that's your hand, Army Hammer. That was sent to this person. Now you can see, Bradley, I put a Daily Mail uh, article showing the image of the tattoo that allegedly came from the House of Effie Instagram. Mm -hmm. And then you can see Army Hammer's hand in several interviews he was doing out in public, one from 2018 and one from 2020. Mm -hmm. And do they look similar? Hold on, i got to make sure I'm looking at the right thing. All right, it's, yes. Is it the first article or the second? It's the first article because the second article is, but wait, there's more. Okay, so hold on, let me go back because I saw the tattoo. So where is it supposed to show up? So it's showing up if you scroll halfway through the, yeah. Yeah. Do you see it? I mean, that looks like it. It's a very specific tattoo. Yeah. And I can't even make out what it actually is. I mean, it looks... It's one of those tiny finger tattoos. Yeah. Because... It just looks like a blob with a bunch of other dots around it. Right. So, House of Effie is like, no, these direct messages were sent from Army Hammer, despite my alleged denial of it at the hands of Charmies. I mean, here's what I know. (laughs) Nothing is real and everyone smokes, right? That is our mantra here on the Colleen and Bradley show, which means trust nothing. Yeah. So, like, as as much as you might want to believe either story, I don't think you can rightly say which... What is correct and what is not? We, I mean, we can't say the, for uh, sure if Army Hammer is a legit cannibal because <laughs> we just don't know for sure. Well, now I want to say, sorry, I just want to add that House of Effie has added more exchanges to the internet that buttresses the theory that Army Hammer is a cannibal. Bradley, please continue. Okay, so all I was saying is that we don't know enough to not know whether we know yeah or not right (laughs) (laughs) now if you were to say what's the probability that army hammer is a cannibal or a vampire i would say it's probably pretty low probably but the other thing is the the things that also had a probability that were pretty low in 2020 uh some of them were Look where we are. I'm just saying, like, (laughs) you can't rule everything out. Although, likely, probably just a bunch of nothing is real and everyone smokes here. Sure. Perhaps these messages lie in the realm of metaphor, being that... Well, that's the other thing. When somebody says, I want to eat you, I don't think they necessarily mean, 
with, you know, um, a nice glass of Chianti and some fava beans. Right. Because House of Effie, the account behind the leak today, Bradley, uh, shared more alleged, alleged exchanges between themselves and Army Hammer today. In one of these messages, Army Hammer purportedly wrote that he wanted to, quote, cut off her toe and, quote, <laughs> keep it in her pocket. So he, quote, always had a piece of you in my possession. Which, again, could be totally cute or terrifying. <laughs> right. Because, like, you can see your boyfriend saying, maybe you can't, I don't know, let's play this out. So, I would totally just cut off your toe and keep it in my pocket and I would look at... Okay, that's no, weird. No, that's weird. Yeah, that, yeah this, is, this is just all weird. kinds of weird. Nobody just goes... <laughs> Like, oh, I just want to, because a normal person might say something like, oh, I wish I had a piece of you. Oh, you mean like a handkerchief? No, like your spleen. (laughs) Oh, that's adorable. He wants my spleen. Oh, because this isn't a case of cute aggression in as much as have you been around an animal and they're so cute that you just want to (sighs) go... And you just want to like, you want to bite them because they're so cute. Yes. But you don't do that, do yeah, you? Yeah, I also do think that's kind of creepy when somebody does it. Like, I just want to eat your face off. <laughs> is that cute? I don't know if that's cute. Yeah, I don't really know if this is no, cute. lick my face? Sure, that's cute. Uh, yeah. Eat it? I don't, I don't know. Uh, yeah, so I suppose the only <laughs> conclusion that we can like, come to... Like, have you to... ever been with somebody who's like, yeah, I just want to chew on your toe? No, no, you can't chew on my toe. And you can't even put it in your pocket. Leave. <laughs> yes. I would like all of my digits. Thank yeah. you very much. I just want to stab it. Just, I just want to stab your toe. No. So I suppose really the only thing that we've learned about Army <laughs> Hammer is that, like you guys said yesterday, he is freaky deaky. But just... also, let's be clear, just because he says freaky stuff doesn't mean he really wants like he might fantasize about eating your toe <laughs> but maybe he's not gonna really do it but do you even want to be with someone who's gonna fantasize <laughs> about eating your toe i don't no no ma'am no no ma'am. when we come back we're not eating any toes figuratively or otherwise we're asking a question i know what that question is when we return right here on my talk 1071 Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit amazon.com slash hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer.